I needed a therapist to tell me, like, why do you think you have so much power to, like, think that your actions can have so much effect on others yeah. that they sort of make or break how another person lives? Mm. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah. I used to stick around. Definitely not for What's down, everybody? What's down? What down, mm. what down, what down? I'm Jess. And I'm Lola. Thank you for tuning in to What's Down Podcast. Thank you for coming back for episode 33. Thank you. We're just getting deeper into our 30s. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. Um, we're going to do some advice. Okay. This time around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We are going to do some advice from a thread that was on the Instagram. The Instagram, Six Brown Chicks. Yes. They and just have the most outlandish chat things on there. Like, sometimes I'm like, is it real or is it not real? You know, this takes me back to, like, old school radio days. Yeah, like Strawberry Letters yes. and, like, all of that stuff. Like, this is really giving that. <laughs> um, yes. Because these are wild. So, so wild. I want to start with um, this thread. When did this come out? Like, four days ago? So... By the time y'all see this, it would probably be ancient history, but Girl, who cares? It just, yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's new to them if they're watching us for the first time. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, question one. My ex, a.k.a. my baby mama, has the audacity to try and level up with my son without me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I met her in the projects and that's where she belongs. Mm-mm-mm. Lord, um, she's changing her routine. Taking night classes mm. and met some lanky, nerdy dude that's helping my son with homework. This sounds like future. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> he took them apartment hunting. I tracked her phone and rolled up on them. I was going to knock him out. I approached him with my hand in my pocket. Before I could do anything, he was smiling at me with the clock shoved in my stomach. Mm-mm-mm. He did it so smooth that my baby mama thought we were just talking. Dang. But this psycho was smiling as he told me he would end me in my sleep and never get caught. Whew. She's in love, so I'm trying to put another baby in her to put an end to this, but she refuses to creep with me. Advice? Uh, get over yourself and get over your life. Let her be happy. Right. She don't want you. She don't want you no more. I, I don't know if maybe he's still in the projects, but. I don't think it matters. I think you just have sometimes, and this is and this is not gender specific, no. but it's like, they just don't want to see there's the, they don't want to see somebody happy if it's yeah. not like. With them. It's not even with them. They, like, cause they're not together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just don't want you happy at all. Like, how dare you, how dare you have a better life than what you had with me? Right. I want you to still be at the same place you were yeah, before. Yeah, same place, same time. Wow. But she's loving up. She's found, she's found a, a man, a yeah. real man. Maybe you, you move on. Yeah, And move you on. find yourself whomever you're looking for. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, that, that's a wild one uh, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, just move on with your life. Move find you somebody life, if you if you want somebody in the projects, go go find them there. Literally, um, go find them somewhere else. Let people live their life. She don't want you. She don't want to have another baby with you. Bye, bye. Mm. Question two. <laughs> <laughs> I was miserable and I felt trapped in my three year marriage. I was plotting my divorce. When my wife became pregnant, she doesn't have a glowing pregnancy. Jesus. She's rude, emotional, mm-hmm. and sick all the time. I hinted that if she's so sick, she should think about ending the pregnancy. Lord Jesus. She stared at me, get rid of our baby so you can be free. Nah, boo. We're locked for life. No, we're not. A baby doesn't keep a husband. I've met someone better and I'm ready to move on. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But you are. But, you're right. <laughs> but I won't be around when this kid grows up. And I don't think she would <laughs> make a decent single mom. Time is ticking. 
How do I convince her to abort before it's too late? You don't. You don't. You literally don't. You don't. You don't. That That's a, like... Oh, my God. That's why I be wondering sometimes these are real. Because I'm like, the the audacity. First of all, yeah. she's not having a glowing pregnancy. <laughs> Dude, F-U-C-K-U. Okay. Yeah. Like, all the way. Like, different women have different types of pregnancies. And people handle things differently. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. there's girl, women who like the baby. Like, they sneeze and the baby come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then there's some women who are in labor for, like, 30 days. Not 30 <laughs> days. But, like, three days worth of labor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, some people have that emergency C-section. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many different ways to be pregnant. And it's just like, and he said my wife, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, like somebody you're married to. For three years. For three years. And you're like, I want this baby. I'm trying to, like, at what point did you realize you didn't want to be with her anymore? Right. Because it wasn't, it's not just now. Like, you probably already knew. So you should have just locked it off when you had the chance. I mean, you still can. Mm-hmm. But that's, you like, can, you can't force somebody to, to, to end their, to terminate their pregnancy. Right. Just get a divorce. Yeah. Figure out if you just want to have a financial presence if you Mm want to how you want to co-parent yeah and you can still be with this person that you you're happy with um, i guess maybe if she's into that and um wow these are wild Uh, (laughs) what a jerk i don't like him he is he's the asshole yeah if this was the ita yeah and these 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 are only reminding me why i don't date (laughs) I feel like last episode, I was like, I need to fall in love with the idea of falling in love. And now I'm like. This is not helping. It's not helping. I'm like, uh, no, I need to just keep reading my fantasy books yeah. and stay away from men. This episode is our anti-Valentine's Day episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Valentine's Day episode. Wow. Okay. Next one. <laughs> Crazy. Question three. I was creeping with the guy next door. I'm still on good terms with his live-in girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Both of us are getting evicted. Mm-mm. I asked him to collect my packages and keep an eye on my apartment while I went on a birthday cruise. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the crazy thing about it. Okay. The reason why I'm not reacting a certain way is because we both saw this thread. So I've read through all of these. And I, I have not read going. this one. <laughs> I read through that one. Keep going. And I'm going to keep locked in my mind. Somebody I know. Go ahead. I know he's about. Anyway, I returned home and this man changed the locks to my apartment and locked me out. Police said it's a civil matter Mm. since I gave him access to my apartment. Mm -hmm. Apartment management said since I'm six months behind on rent, (laughs) I might as well wait until the eviction and get my things when they're on the curb. He was evicted when I was at sea. (laughs) Sorry. He and his girlfriend stored their things in my in my place and have been hiding out there. I refused to spend my 30th birthday money on rent, but I'm spending much more on motels. He is a good man. I know his girlfriend is making him do this to me. Advice. <laughs> I'm dead. Girl, first off, pay your rent. What? Like, pay your rent, bro. I would prefer to have a place to stay over anything. Right, because I can have a birthday in, in my apartment. You literally can. Pay your rent. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> like, when I was first reading that one, mm-hmm. I was like, these people don't exist. But they do exist. They truly do. I... When I, <laughs> I am not trying to out nobody that I know because I love y'all. I love you. I love you. I really do. But I have had people mm-hmm. ask me for money, like to help pay their bills and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then be like, I would have the money, but I just spent it on my cruise. So like, and I can't get it back. Yeah. Or. Like they have, they, they ask me for the money and then I'm like, oh, dang, they down bad. Like, and I'm trying to be helpful. And they have Beyonce concerts. Just saying, pay your rent, bro. 
Start there first. Keep your bills top of mind. People yeah. there, like, I didn't realize this was a real thing. Yeah. There are people who literally don't pay their bills so that they can, like, have experiences. It's like, how, like, the way my anxiety is set up, mm-hmm. I, like, I just can't have that type of anxiety. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm having fun on this cruise, but I literally don't know what's going on back home. Yeah. Stop sleeping with other people's boyfriends, girlfriends. And, yeah, just stop. Go get some therapy. Yeah. Son. I mean, pay, if nothing else, pay your rent, mm-hmm. your light, whatever yeah. your utilities are. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe cancel the streaming services. Yeah. Um, Stop buying coffee. No, I'm yes. joking. <laughs> that's what they did. I mean, They'd be like, the coffee, like, that's not what's breaking like, I needed to survive. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, stop buying those luxury items that yeah. you don't necessarily need. Like, and then maybe you could afford to pay on a trip while having a place to live. You are going to get evicted anyway. You, yeah. So what do you plan to do once you're evicted? They don't, I don't know. They, they don't, don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. And you know, I don't know if I am jealous mm-hmm. of people that can live that way. Because for you mm-hmm. to be able to live like that, you have to have like no concept of like, sh- like, not saying consequences, but I don't, I don't get what the word is. It's like, I literally cannot mm-hmm. live like that. But like, cause it's like, in mo- and it's not to say like you don't struggle with paying things, right? Like yeah. I've been there. I know what it feels like to be down bad and like be and struggle with pay bills and like struggle to pay rent and stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't because I was going on trips. Yeah. You see what I mean? It wasn't because I was buying luxury items. It was me spending money on like a lot of things it was mainly like taking on too much di- like oh i got a car no i got this i got that yeah and it's just like no you don't like go buy a, a shitty little beater or something <laughs> and then until you can afford something better yeah but just like damning all your bills just so you can go and experiences yeah. and excursions no but see this person was already down bad before because there was six months late we'll say five months because they went on the trip yeah so they were already five months behind on rent so clearly they were spending their money in places they had no business anyway literally no business or they were saving up for that trip Everything I got going towards this trip. They're like, I was paying on it. I was paying on it for five months with my rent. Oh my gosh, yeah. Pay a rent and also leave that man alone because yeah. obviously he's not bringing good things out of you. I got to be in the captain's lodge. No. <laughs> I'm the captain's dinner, don't they? What? They wear white or something like yeah, that? Something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. I never been on a cruise. Question four. <laughs> Lord Jesus. This has to be the last one. I can't take another one. I, I can't this. deal. Jeez, I just wanted to see how many. There's like six of them. But question four. Yeah. Um, when we married eight years ago, my wife was in college and working two jobs to take care of her three kids. I married her. We had a son together. And she dropped out, stopped working, and lays around playing on her phone all day. Mm-mm. My one job doesn't pay enough for us to live de- decently. But she refuses to help out. She says she needs to be home to raise our son. He's five now, but she's too lazy to enroll him in kindergarten. And she expects the other kids to do all the chores. Mm. Teens don't clean up. And so we live in trash. The only time she rolls off the couch is to collect her Amazon packages off the porch. Mm. I don't want to abandon my wife and kids, but I'm almost there. Advice. Why he got to abandon the kids? <laughs> he said, throw the whole family away. Right. I just want to start over. <laughs> just he said, throw away life. the whole family. These teenagers, her, the five-year-old, literally F them kids. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I mean, I I don't know. I try not to tell people to leave. Yeah. But I think that if somebody show you who they are, you just have to believe them. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that I think about 
like marriage and stuff like that being an unmarried person Mm -hmm. a lot of times i tell my friends like who well when i had friends who were married like i don't really have a lot of married friends anymore Mm -hmm. um i would just tell them like you have to you have to think about like whether you're trying to stay or leave right yeah you can't too much hope that at some point they're going to be different Mm -hmm. because they may never be different Right. Like, I think a lot of times that like when I would talk to my friends who were who were married um, and whether those friends are married, like not married now because like they got divorced or like we just like it's not we fell out or anything. It's like our lives are just different. Yeah. I just tell them, like, look, you have to love them as they are now. And that person may never change. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't hinge on the potential of a person. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if they are not doing anything to show that they are trying to also reach that potential. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's not to say like, let's say you have a partner and they're building a business and you see them working towards building that business. And like they're they're doing the actions and the efforts to reach that lifestyle. That's different to me. Mm -hmm. But if you have a partner and they are laying around, they have no, like, even if you know that they have the ability and the capability to, to be something more, but if they are not showing that they want to do it, now you're just hinging on potential. Mm -hmm. Like this could be a great relationship if they just go to work and if they just Mm -hmm. do that. So I think in this scenario, it would be appropriate to say, Mm -hmm. um, I would just issue an ultimatum to that person. I'd be like, look, I can no longer live like this. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to be in a marriage, if I'm going to be in a relationship with you, like these are my expectations, which you should have already had prior to marrying them. Yeah. But it seems like they were. Um, and this is what I want. Maybe think of like a mental health thing. Like, could it be a mental health issue? Maybe maybe postpartum that just turned into depression yeah is it a mental health issue that you can work on so maybe some type of therapy yeah but other than that if you exhaust those possibilities you might just have to lock it up but then don't leave the kids i know right the 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 (laughs) part that really got to me was he's like forget all y'all he's like and that's but men can do that men can just men can just start a whole Going out to get some milk. <laughs> they can literally just press the reset button and then just get a whole new family. It's crazy to me. I mean, women can technically kind of do it too. Yeah. But I think it's easier for men to just be like, I'm just going to go start over with a, a whole lot new of family. The, the Korean, um, <laughs> the Korean thing, um, dramas, dramas that I'll be watching. They like, these people be like, I had this kid and I don't want it. So they drop it off at the, at the husband. I mean the, the dude's house Yeah, and be like, I'm going to live my best life. And then they single father. Wow. That's crazy. It's like a reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so we got something for y'all. Yeah. But uh, that's, yeah, that's wild. I don't know what you think. I think for me, I think that, he fell in love with someone he thought was a go-getter. He's like, mm-hmm. this woman, she's got her head on straight. She yep. does have kids, but she's going to school. She's working. She's doing what she got to do. And then they got married, had a baby, and mm-hmm. then it was a complete change up on them. She's like, I trapped this <laughs> But you trapped the wrong one because it doesn't sound like he could afford. Yeah. To maintain you, him, and those three kids. Oh, so, so she had the three kids before? She had two kids before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then when she had the other it sounds like it was one of those situations like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, stop working so I can take care of the kids. And she just never went back to work and she quit school. Dang. So that's rough to like go in with... Oh, go in with a certain expectation like oh this is the person i married this is them Mm -hmm. and then for them to put a switcheroo like i want to lay down i don't want to lean in (laughs) i (laughs) I want to lie lie down (laughs) it's um that's gotta (laughs) suck because the person that you fell in love with has disappeared in a way they gone baby they gone but you know i don't know yeah it's i don't know it's like how long we got dating or you know i you never know this stuff so it's yeah it's always weird but yeah i mean i get it i like your your uh idea to like you know 
have a conversation about mental health like because that could be the thing yeah especially I, since they're just yeah. laying around yeah and they like literally do nothing like it could yeah. be a depression thing yeah and uh who knows maybe like with the right type of care they can come out of it yeah. but if not yeah because i'm trying to i try to be graceful but i'm like i try to think of myself in those situations yeah and I know I have very low tolerance for that. That's like me taking on the brunt of everything. And, but then I also come home and then like, it's not, you can't even clean the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's, that's a lot to deal with. So, um, I would say, yeah, try those things. And then if it don't work, baby, well, take, you know at, least take your, at least take your kid. Yeah. Out like, of the situation. So you can let them have a better life. Yeah. I mean, keep lines of communication. You know, if the teens want to like chat with you, maybe do some father child dances or oh, something no. i don't know but yeah don't walk away from all the kids yeah um, not all of them yeah but anyway what y'all think about these these questions oh <laughs> if you go to six brown chicks uh instagram or twitter page mm-hmm. they have hundreds of those things yes. like those, these crazy wild scenarios mm-hmm. uh a little bit wilder than like some of the ones we normally talk about so yes uh, so yeah drop your advice in the uh drop your advice in the comments below i wish i wish about this i had better advice like it i've never encountered an anonymous of well it's yeah, not really yeah it's just a, they're just offering up details about their lives so that's wild yeah <sighs> wild stories and people are living reckless out here girl People out here living reckless. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to What's Down Podcast and going through that with us. Go through some Six Brown Chicks uh, SB chat. I don't know what it's called. But uh, yeah, Six Brown ch- Chicks, uh, the chat. Yes. And um, yeah, I think that some of them are funny. Some of them are scary. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, these people. I'm worried about y'all. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, these people live among us. <laughs> They're out here <laughs> like aliens. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for tuning in to What's Down Podcast. If it's your first time uh, watching us, thank you. Welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we just asked a couple things here. Just ask that you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, make sure that you hit the notification bell so that you know when we upload every Monday at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Follow us on social media, on our Instagram or our TikTok. All the information is in the description box below. You can also uh, hit the beacon page and that le- that leads you everywhere that uh, you want to go, which was lovely created by our Lolo here. Um, so go ahead and use that beacon page. Also, um, if you are an audio listener, thank you for being an audio listener. We ask that you follow us and we ask that you leave a five-star review. All these things that you do really allow us to uh, be able to grow our audience and reach more people. And we're trying to grow this thing. We are. We're trying to grow this thing. So we need your help. Yes. Um, to do that. But if you have done that, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And um, yeah, can't wait to hear your thoughts. So, girl. Girl. How you been, girl? You know, it's been about 30 minutes. 35 minutes is the last time we recorded. <laughs> I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good. Um, we do have some updates. We have updates. Yeah. Um, I started drinking again. You did. <laughs> I did. Um, I think sometimes life is hard. But I think, I think when I started drinking again, it was like mostly in like a social situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the holiday party. I waited to at least December. Uh, so yeah. I went to the holiday party. Um, I was working uh, it for the first hour. And, um, you know, they had hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And then somebody brought me a tiny taco with a tiny tequila. Um uh, and I was like, forget it. Like, I was just, I don't know. I don't know if it was the culmination of the months and the things that were happening in the months. Or I was yeah. just like, forget it. I'm, you know. And then, you know, I've been drinking here and there. But not as much as I was mm-hmm. before. Um, and I think that it's not necessarily a... Um, what am I thinking about? Like, not really, not uh, consequences, the lot, not the right word, but I don't know if it is related to taking that time off Mm -hmm. and like kind of thinking about like why I was drinking 
and the negative behavior that came with it. Yeah. But more, I don't know. I think it's, it's a hard thing for me to separate, especially with my family dynamic and how we socialize with alcohol. Yeah. Um, but I think I would like to revisit, especially with the products that are out there now, mm-hmm. like not drinking and making sure that I have something. So that way I can still have like that social aspect that is a huge part of my family culture. Yeah. Um, And having like an alternative for myself in those moments. I gotcha. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking about. That's fair. I mean, uh, I know you kind of hinted to it, but do you feel like you approach like the, even socially, do you feel like you approach it differently? Like from like when we like had that initial conversation, I think Mm -hmm. it was in what, like September, September. Yes. September. Yeah, Yeah. that feels right. Um, I think so. I think, I don't know. I always felt like, oh, I could do like two, three drinks and I'll be fine and all that. I don't even do that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'll have like one drink and kind of sip on it the whole time Mm -hmm. and then be done. Um, and I, and I think we talked about it before because we have stopped drinking before. And I was like, oh, maybe this is just something I'm doing right now because I just started drinking again. Mm. And I'm having that mentality of like, I don't want to get back into that old behavior. Yeah. So I think this time around, I'm not even thinking about like, oh, I've changed for the better. I got you. You know, I'm like, no, no, this is probably something I'm doing because I just started drinking again. Mm -hmm. And I need to figure out a way to either get back on like the track of not drinking yeah um honestly i think that that's what it is like getting back on the track of not drinking because i don't think it necessarily benefits me i think it's just so ingrained in like my family's culture i got you and like how you socialize yeah with, with different people and stuff like that yeah i think it's like just a difficult habit for me to kick mm-hmm. and i want to get ahead of it before the cycle like starts again. I got you before you get back to that space. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's, do you feel like there's actual pressure from your family or do you think it's like you, because I think there's a one, I feel like it's one thing to like actually get people like to say, well, why aren't you drinking or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, or like trying like, Oh, whatever, have a shot. Yeah. Or is it, or, or like you refuse, but then people like gold you on, or is it a thing like, Oh, everybody's doing it. So I just don't feel included if I'm not doing it too. I don't think my, I don't think so. I think that I feel uncomfortable sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm in a space and I know like everyone's drinking or I feel like that is sometimes where we fill our time. Like there's a certain part, like after Sunday dinner where we're like, Okay, it's time for a cocktail, mm-hmm. you know, and it just feels awkward. Yeah, to not join in. To not join in and do like that part of it. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I think it's just one of those things when you do it for so long, it feels like, oh, now what do we do with our time? Yeah. Because I think now with my parents, sometimes it's hard to find it's not really hard to find things to talk about or well it can kind of be like okay we're these two different stages of life yeah like where do we you feel like maybe it bridges the gap yeah sometimes yeah i really do think it it up yeah but not really a lot of pressure. Like, why aren't you drinking? You should be drinking. Here's a drink or anything like that. It just feels like, have you talked to them about like this? Like, um, about like, like you not drinking or like the, like the way you feel like it's ingrained in family culture, like your family culture and stuff like that. Um, not really. We did. Me and my dad talked about it a little bit after Mm -hmm. that episode. episode. Yeah. Cause he did watch that. And we talked about that a little bit. Um, I think it's known that it's a part of our family culture because we, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do also have some history on both sides of like people being alcoholic. I gotcha. So I think that 
we know that for some family members, it can be a problem. Yeah. But we haven't identified necessarily that it's a problem for me or if it's a problem yeah, for like anyone gotcha. immediate. So I don't think that we really know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's worth having a conversation. So I could be like, hey, you know, this is something I like to do moving forward. I would still like to, you know, participate mm-hmm. in like the family culture of socializing, but maybe I can find like alternatives like so that I can just keep to the, at the house. So that way I can break that out. Like, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Just knowing what I know about your family. I, mm-hmm. I can't see them being like, okay. Yeah. I think that they would. I think that they would totally yeah, be okay I'd be like, with that. Dad, like, so what's that? How do they, uh, so it is, is not alcohol. What is it called? Oh, okay. Uh, well, mm-hmm. hey, well, maybe it tastes good with some, with a little bit of Sprite or something. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what does it do for you? <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Well, but I know. can't see them being like, "What? You don't drink anymore?" Blah blah. blah. No, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think my mom would go above and beyond, like try to figure out a way to make mocktails. Too. Oh yeah, your mom would make the best mocktail. Oh, yeah. She she's so figured out. She's like, mm-hmm. I found this thing. So she's one of those people. She'll go out. She once she found out what Moscow mules were, she went out and got the mugs. She's like, "We're making Moscow mules tonight." Oh yes, oh a Moscow mule. Mm. <laughs> I can taste it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um well i've still been um not i guess i still haven't been drinking right. <laughs> i was about to say i've still been not drinking <laughs> yes um been keeping it going yeah um but it's been cool i don't know i've i've been I've, i'm happy <laughs> yeah i feel like there's been um there's been some scenarios where like where i'm like oh i know like after this i probably would have been like a little bit drunk yeah and i'm not and i just get to go home and sleep and wake up fine yeah. and i'm like oh that feels nice <laughs> um but i also feel like it has challenged me to sort of get through like because one of the main reasons i was like pivoting a little bit to something else but coming back to it i'll say one of the main things i felt like i was using like the like alcohol for was it's, it's to dull my feelings. It's yeah. to dull the senses a little bit. And in some cases, it's because I feel socially anxious. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, if I just start drinking this, it'll loosen me up. And then I feel like I can be more myself or yeah. I can like be more fun or whatever. And um, or if I was going through like rough patches, I would be like, you know what? I had a really long day. Like I just need like a couple glasses of wine <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And then if felt it felt like I was decompressing it yeah. felt like like I'm up here but then I have this drink and it feels like it has brought me down to here and it's mm-hmm. like that make then that made me feel better but then I was thinking like but then I would have the after effect so like the, it's like that's like the it's like you go through all the I would go through these phases so it's like phase mm-hmm. one is like I'm either super frustrated or super anxious or whatever phase two all right let me have the drink let me just get the alcohol in me so then i can like put myself at ease yeah but then like phase three was like all the like the after effects and so it's like now i feel shitty i don't actually feel good like my chest is bad my stomach is fucked up and it's like and okay so now i'm regretting that yeah so it's like which emotion is worse is it the uh, the initial emotion that got me to this point yeah. or is it the emotions and like the physical effects that I'm feeling afterwards mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's like the the alcohol is like the, the scale so this is and I'm like trying to see like okay like what's what's better or worse yeah and so with that there's been so many like not I don't want to say so many because I'm, I don't think my life I think my life is very fortunate and um I don't want to speak as if I have like so many problems yeah but there have been some situations that have happened between September and now where the only, all I wanted was a drink. I remember, girl. Like, all I wanted was a drink. Yeah. And, and in each of those scenarios, I know that I would have immediately reached for some alcohol mm-hmm. and just, like, drank till I fell asleep, and which is not necessarily a healthy thing, but that's what I would have done. Or I would have known, like, I'm going out this weekend. I've been dealt with all of this stuff. Like, today is the day I just let it go and, like, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, like, no, like, I can't do it because this is the reason why I said I want to stop in the first place. Because I'm not, I'm not using, I'm not consuming alcohol 
in a way that I feel like some people do. Like I'm specifically consuming it to try to, I mean, maybe people do. I don't want to speak for other people, but like, Mm -hmm. I know like if I'm being honest with myself, I am specifically consuming for the goal of not feeling, mm. not because I think it's going to make me have so much fun. But it's like, I'm, I, I specifically don't want to feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. And this feels like the best, the best way to get to that feeling of not feeling. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm like, no, I don't want to keep doing that. Right. So, so I would just be like, I want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. What a lightsaber. <laughs> that was literally me. Like, I want to go to war. <laughs> Oh my God, like all I wanted, I was like, if I could just but taste a bit of whiskey, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I'd be so, if I could just get a little bit of gin, like, I'm like, I just know, cause I, I know what, I know the feeling that would over, that, that would overtake me. And yeah. I was like looking for that, like euphoric sort of like that, those first buzzes that you start to feel. And like, I, I don't know, I feel it in my arms first and I'm just like, okay i'm like all right the, the starts in my nose yeah <laughs> like all that like i know it's about to rush over me yeah. and then i'm not gonna be frustrated anymore i'm not gonna be anxious anymore yeah i was like dude that's so messed up like to think like that like i'm specifically looking for a very specific reaction that yeah. my body has with it and i'm like no like this is why we're this is why we're challenging ourselves mm-hmm. so that's been me not doing it as a result i'm like oh it passes, mm-hmm. right? It's like that feeling passes. And it's like as angry as I've been, as as many sad things that I've been through, and it's just like I've just, it's, I've just passed it. And it's like I don't feel that way all the time. And so I'm like, dang, okay. And have I like in the past just not been giving myself enough time to actually go through, like see, see to the end of the emotion? Yeah. Right. Because emotions are it's not just necessarily one like quick thing. It's a journey. It's like anger has a beginning and it has a middle and it has an end. And so like if I'm at the beginning of it, but then I interrupt it with alcohol, it's not like I actually get to the end. It's like I just drop off. You see what I mean? Like into this almost like into this abyss of feelings. And then that comes with a total other amount of guilt and other stuff that I'm feeling. And I never get to the end of it. And so like. Like, I remember this one, like, a recent situation that happened was, um, like, I, I had gone for this job, and, like, I really, really wanted it, and, like, I didn't get it, and mm-hmm. then I was, like, consumed with all of these things that were fair and things that were unfair and, like, just so frustrated about the situation, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I know if I had been drinking still that all of that that like me <laughs> me being in my feelings for like a week yeah would have been me being in my feelings for like that day mm-hmm. and then drinking it off and then just be like oh whatever yeah and it's like but i literally allowed myself to go through all the stages of grief for that process yeah. only to come to like that acceptance and be like okay you know what this is what it is I was able to get some feedback on some things, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I believe it or not. It, it, that actually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I was like, okay, this is what I need to do moving forward. Yeah. And this is what I need to work on moving forward. And it's like, I don't know that I get to that if I just try to dole all the middle stuff. And so like, that's what I have appreciated with like choosing to like, like to stay sober and like to not drink is me actually seeing my emotion to the conclusion of it yeah or seeing my feeling to the conclusion of it mm-hmm. versus being like tonight <laughs> we're getting fucked up <laughs> like you know like I, i'm not doing that anymore yeah and then um i also have been like challenging myself because not only is like has alcohol like just been a crutch for me especially like um with with not feeling certain things and like dealing with frustration but it's also like dealing with like social anxiety right and so like this past month like I specifically put myself in a situation that I knew would cause me social anxiety Mm -hmm. and I was like not only am I not going to bring alcohol I'm also not going to invite my best friend because it's like those are two things that I know that I'm like, I'm never dealing with Mm -hmm. the actual thing. I'm just like trying to lean on to something. Yeah. And it's like, it challenged me to be like, okay, in a, in a social scenario, if I say 
I want to be the type of person that can be better in social environments. And like, I want to meet new people mm-hmm. and I want to like get over that feeling of like feeling like, Oh my God, am I stupid? Like are people gonna be looking at me weird? Or, like whatever. It's like, how can I do that? If I'm like, I'm gonna bring Lauren or I'm gonna do like, you know what I mean? Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, then I know I'm like, I'm just gonna lean on her and right. whatever. And then I'm gonna be like, like, let's leave. Cause all we gonna do. Yep. I was just about to say, cause all we gonna do is like, all we gonna do is look at each other. Like this is, stupid let's go yeah like let's go and it's like or i'm just gonna start drinking and after a while you just like when you drink you make the best of friends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's just like but then you're not really i i'm like i think about moments like that i'm thinking like i don't talk to nobody people that i met or that i thought i was super cool with like drinking like i literally don't speak to any of those people and like have never followed up with them nothing Mm -hmm. it's like because i'm like i don't really remember you um (laughs) at at the core of it you know what i'm saying and so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to challenge myself to go to this thing. And it was like I didn't know anybody. Like, I knew one person, but I didn't know 99% of the people that would be there. Okay. And so um, and so I'm like, okay. And, I, and the one person that I knew was the host. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't be like with you. They couldn't be with me. Like, yeah. because they're, to, they're tending to all these other people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, shit, like, let me, let me just do it. Like, let me just feel what I'm feeling and just kind of go through with it. And when I tell you, like, I met some of the best people and like, at some point it even became a conversation. Like I was talking to one of them and I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I am not good with meeting new people because she was just so like, like, obviously like an extrovert and like such a cool person. Mm. And I was like telling her, I was like, and she was like oh my god like i like talking i was like i like talking to you too and i was like i'm gonna be honest like i'm not very good normally like with talking to people like so this is like an exercise for me to like meet new people or whatever uh-huh. and i was like normally i'd be like under the table like trying to hide from people and stuff like that and she's like no like i'm gonna come and get you from under the table whatever. <laughs> and like it was so cool and 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 because of it it's like oh i met some new people and then i got to talk to some other like people at the other people at the event or, mm-hmm. or like the at the party and then we start talking about faith randomly. Like, yeah. like we just randomly start talking about faith and church and like me talking about like sort of like my balance with it and like where I am with it and stuff like that. And them sort of talking, like talking me through those things. And then, you know, talking about like, um, I was talking about the job situation, like all of these different things. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well you can think about this now, whatever. It's like, so I was able to get so much advice, mm-hmm. you know, so much, um, like so much so many things that can help me to move forward in my life and be more intentional. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, I would not have been talking about faith and improvement and all of that stuff if I had been drinking. No, girl. I would have been talking about Cat Williams. Yes. <laughs> like, did you see that fucking Cat Williams? Like, I would have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have not gotten that. Mm-hmm. And then for them to be like, oh, yeah, like, we want you to come to like this and like to whatever and like to get invited to different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, that really feels like nice because I was so deeply uncomfortable and I just wanted to run the entire time. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay to the end. Like, I'm going to stay to the end of the party i'm not gonna leave early Mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna stay and like go through it and i'm glad i did because it was a really it was an exercise of like like really like i said seeing that emotion to the end Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and being like okay like i actually got to the end of it i got to the conclusion of it and it felt really good and i think when you do that it's almost like, oh, well, then I can do it again. Yeah. Like, I have I have the proof now yeah. that I can make it through a scenario and end up on the other side of it, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. Yeah. It's like, and I don't, and I didn't need to use this specific thing that I normally use as a crutch for myself or feel like I needed to in order to be interesting or feel like I needed it to in order to be friendly or to in order to be open or to have good conversations. It's like I can have I can have those things mm-hmm. without it. And I so that means that I can do it again. Yeah. And so for me, it's just been cool. And like the thing about it is is you know, you really see the people who care about you. Like we talked about this before, but it's like you see the people who like they people don't care. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people like I remember they were going around, they were like to keep to blah 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 and i was like oh okay they're like all right and then, like they yeah. just moved on like it was it just wasn't a thing yeah and like even in other social situations that i've been in where i'm like oh no like i'll do this instead 
Like, nobody has, like, harped down on me on, like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Or why aren't you doing this? Or blah, blah, blah. Probably because they listen to the podcast, too, because they, like, kind of know some yeah. things. But on the whole, you know, it's not really a it's not really a big thing. And then most people kind of get it. Like, I remember I was talking to, uh, well, I didn't really talk to him, but Nathan had sent me a little message, basically, like, he was on the same wavelength. Like, he, like, kind of understood, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, kind of spoke to him as well. So I think that um, for me... It's just been good because it feels like a challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like, okay, if I can make it through this, like, what else can I make it through? Mm-hmm. Like, can if I can make it through, like, a little party, like, can I make it through a bigger party? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, the only, I think the truest test, which I probably will fail because um, I'm like, if I go to Europe, I'm going to want, like... Girl. If I go to France, like, I'm going to want wine. I'm going to stew at somebody's cafe with some wine. And... Yeah. I, because I feel like... I don't know. I don't know if that's because that's something I've always seen myself doing. If For I sure. went to Europe, you know. Yeah. I'm like, if I, if I pop in... If I go to Italy... I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a glass of wine because they just put it in little windows. And yeah. You just like boop. <laughs> like you just pay for it, get your little glass of wine out the Give window. Me some pasta and some wine and yeah. let's call it one. <laughs> yeah, but then but in that sense, the way I'm rationalizing it like ahead of time is like that is for me is just like I wanna experience it because I'm in a different country and mm-hmm. I wanna experience their culture in a different way. Yeah. Versus like me being angry and frustrated and being like, you know what? F this, I need to like down some food and down some alcohol so I can try to feel better. Yeah. And um and so I feel like in my mind, I feel like that's what it would be for. Like if I go to Italy and have a couple glasses of wine, mm-hmm. It would mostly be like, wow, I'm in Italy and yeah. I'm just t- tasting wine versus like <laughs> I'm at work and y'all just pissed me off. And right. now I'm trying to get over that feeling. So I would say that that is my update. Nice. I think it's good. I think one of the things that's super helpful is we have just we have good people around us, too. We do. Um, that respect our decisions no matter which way we go so yeah we do so it's always so nice all right so we're gonna end this episode we haven't done a regular advice in a long time it's been a minute it's been a minute we've been addicted to the aita yeah because they're so good they are really good they're so good and juicy and we love judging people yes so we're gonna (laughs) end with the advice okay and um so yeah i'm gonna be reading from here so i won't be looking at you but it's okay (laughs) the advice posted says i I'm an extreme people pleaser. Mm. Mm-hmm, girl, I'm not sure if this counts as extreme. So if it doesn't, please correct me. My whole childhood, I grew up as a pastor's kid and my validation came from doing what I'm told and making other people happy. I think I've grown away from doing whatever I'm told. No questions asked, but I still find it hard to disagree with people, say their beliefs or opinions. After doing some self-reflection, I realized that my actions are usually connected with what, with what will make others happy before myself. I also feel responsible for others' negative emotions, telling myself I should have done this or that differently, even if I did nothing wrong. I think this may stem from some childhood trauma when I was told I wasn't enough and need to do more. Anyway, anyone have some advice for what I can do to change this part of myself? I know I probably need a therapist for this, but I've tried to, and I feel like I was pushed to say I'm doing better, but really it's just people pleasing all over again. How do I stay a kind and considerate person without putting their needs before my own? Hmm. (laughs) Well, it's not the same, but Mm -hmm. Jessica, what advice would you give yourself? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) What advice would I give myself? Yeah. I would tell this person as someone who also grew up as a passionate kid and a person who also got a lot of validation um, from doing what they were told, mm-hmm. being very obedient. Obedience is a very big thing in yeah. the church community and um, making other people happy or, or trying to contribute to the happiness of the, of the collective uh, always seems more important than contributing to your own happiness. Um, I would tell this person that your feelings matter mm-hmm. and that you it's okay to put yourself first. Yeah. Like after you 
comes everybody else. Mm-hmm. And and when you are you are really, I think a lot of times we take on this burden of feeling like, oh, everybody's happiness and everything hinges on me being a certain way, mm-hmm. and that's not how it should be. Like, no matter who you are, no matter who my mom is, my dad, whoever. I am responsible for my own happiness. And because I am responsible for my happiness, I have to realize like, wait, they are responsible for their happiness. Hmm. That's not my responsibility. It is not my responsibility to make someone happy. Hmm. It's not my responsibility to manage someone else's emotions. It is my responsibility to manage my emotions and my responsibility to make myself happy and make sure that I'm living a happy, blissful life. And if people want to contribute to that, Mm-hmm. then great but they don't necessarily have to um i think a big thing is like learning how to say no we talked about this a, we used to talk about this a lot yeah learning how to say no and you will feel guilty but learning how to process guilt you have to learn how to process guilt because when you are a people pleaser especially when the religious aspect comes into it yeah. because a lot of the pleasing is almost like not even just pleasing the people but a lot of the pleasing comes in like the idea of pleasing god himself yeah you know what i mean and so i know for me i used to think so extreme in that way it's like oh well if i'm not doing this then not only am i not only am I being like not honoring my parents and not honoring these things, that means I'm not also not honoring God by doing these things. Yeah. And so with that, there's a lot of things that get mixed up in that. And some people might play on that. Some people might not, but I would say you really have to identify what about that validation, um, continues you to like want to do it, even though you know, it's not making you feel good. Yeah. But then you also get something from it. Right. It's not just a one way street. There's something that you are feeling invalidated on and you're getting that validation for people being like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You made me so happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but you need to figure out another way to validate yourself. Yeah. And um, I know for me, it was just learning how to have my own life and separate myself from the people that was very difficult for me to stop trying to like to please all the time. And then now that I have like my own things that I care about and like my own vices, even like my own things, I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I don't need to find that validation in doing things for other people as much anymore, especially things that I don't really want to do Yeah, because I know that I'm a good person mm-hmm. and me being a good person does not hinge on me saying being like a yes person to all these other people. It's because of who I am, because of how I choose my, to live my life. So Yeah. And I would say that, um, yeah, learning how to process guilt is a big one. Oh, yeah. Because just sure. because you decide to choose and live for yourself does not mean everybody's going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. But then that shows you who they are. And then you just have to learn how to get through that guilt. And just because you feel guilty doesn't mean you need to change course. Yeah. I agree with you. I think my perspective might be a little bit different because I'm not a pastor's kid. <laughs> um but I grew up in a black household and a Christian household, Baptist to be exact. And obedience is big in both of those communities. Yes. Um, I think that something that you have to do, I think that all of us kids with our backgrounds have to do is you have to break yourself down and build yourself back up. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of deprogramming that you have to do and a lot of challenging of your beliefs and your convictions um, in order to find the making yourself happy Mm -hmm. because that's not something that you learn um, at all. Mm -mm. Happiness, it, it comes from... I don't even know what happiness was back then or where it was supposed to come from. Mm-mm. It comes um, from God. And that's a word. No. <laughs> I'm not even, that's not even a joke. Oh, uh, no, I know. Yeah, it's but not. it's a joke. What the, yeah. thing, the, the thing that makes that funny is because it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we weren't told what was happiness. What, um, 
you were go ahead i'm gonna interject because i don't want to lose it Mm -hmm. i think we were taught to think that happiness equals gratefulness Mm -hmm. right and so like even because if ever you express Mm -hmm. any type of unhappiness it comes off as being ungrateful yeah and being happy and being grateful are two different things right because i'm grateful for everything that i have mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that i'm always happy right or that i was happy mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i was grateful I, I was very grateful like i'm thankful that i have food to eat and a place over my head and like all of these things mm-hmm. but i don't like true happiness that wasn't coming from the things that i had yeah. and i think that because like the people in our lives like our parents and stuff like that they grew up in different eras yeah it was like when especially if they didn't have those type of things it's just like, how dare you be so ungrateful? How could you not be happy? How could you not be happy? Look at look at this house. How could yeah. you not be happy? Look at the food that you have before you. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'm grateful, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I actually have happiness or have joy. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and like you said, it's like, we're not taught like what happiness is. But when you just said, I'm thinking like happiness, I think in a lot of these scenarios, a lot of times it's, because like it gets merged in with being uh, with being grateful yeah and it's like those aren't the same things i remember something that someone said once um they were talking about how you know more privileged like like rich we'll just say rich white kids Mm -hmm. were you know talking about being depressed or you know or certain things and they were like what do they have to be depressed about Mm mm-hmm that's I feel like that kind of perfectly defines like where because they're not happy like Mm -hmm. they they could be gracious for like everything that they have you know or everything that their parent has to give them but Mm -hmm. that doesn't equate to happiness it doesn't um as we've seen over and over and over again people have so much money yeah whatever and then they still just can't find that happiness yeah you think about like and i hope like at at some point we get to talk about it in the episode where we were talking about like will and jada smith Mm -hmm. and we're talking about like these people they have everything uh, you know Mm -hmm. one would want yep um but they still can't find a way to be happy Mm -hmm. because we rely on other people so much because we are not able to clearly define it because it's being defined as something else Mm -hmm. what happiness is or how another person can make you happy because another person can't do that they literally can't so yeah um i'm hoping that you have an opportunity as far as this person's advice Mm -hmm. to like I, i was saying like break yourself down like everything that you've been taught you have to like kind of philosophize and redefine it for yourself. Yeah. Like whether it be, you know, you're a pastor's kid. So you've been told, you know, how you should worship or what Mm -hmm. is good. But sometimes you have to read the book for yourself and come to your own understanding and have your own relationship with God so that you can understand that aspect, but Mm -hmm. also other aspects of your life. Yeah, for sure. So I, 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 that's the that's the main thing I would say growing up the way that I grew up mm-hmm. is to you. You've become this whole person because yep. your parents have built you into this thing. OK, mm-hmm. but now you need to build yourself into this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and like I said, you know, as far as feeling responsible for others, you're just not. You're not. You're not. And then at some point, I think as you get older, you just have to understand it more and more. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not, it's not on me. It's not on me to to make you feel a certain way or mm-hmm. to make or to try to guide you to a certain feeling. It's like you literally have to leave people to their own devices. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it may feel like, oh, I'm leaving people behind or mm-hmm. I could be doing more. And it's just like, one, did they even ask for your help? Did they ask, why do you yeah. feel so compelled to be giving, to give, to do all these things? Yeah. Especially if people haven't even really truly asked you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember like when I was going through therapy 
and like a big thing for me is like, well, if I don't do these things, then like, how is this blah, 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 blah? Like, how are people going to blah, blah, blah? And I remember my therapist being like, you just sound like you, you have so much power. Like you, you feel like you have so much power. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck you said? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, she said like, almost like challenge me and I think that's the type of therapist that this person needs because that was the type of person that I needed yeah. like I needed a therapist to tell me like why do you think you have so much power to like think that your actions can have so much effect on others yeah that they sort of make or break how another person lives mm. like who do you think you are yeah and I needed that like oh I feel I do maybe I do feel like mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times when it comes to people pleasing and, and like all of that stuff yeah. a lot of it may be a little bit of an inflated ego yeah. like wrapped up in there like I am the one that keeps this ship sailing mm -hmm. and I have I've been uh what is it the Loki uh dutiful purpose or something like that yeah. like I, I can't remember ah, I can't remember it <laughs> like I've been burned no, burn with glorious purpose yeah. and you know and whatever but then you feel like it's such a burden mm -hmm. and then it's just like well why do you even feel like you have all of this power yeah you know what I mean like have you even given people the opportunity to figure out another way of figuring things out because they'll figure it out because they'll they will they will figure it out but it's just like with anything like if you want to answer you're going to try the easiest thing first yeah and if i got just here who every time i'm just like okay they're like cool easy mm -hmm. right but if i tell them no like give people the opportunity to figure things out on their own yeah because then like i said it just reveals it reveals so much to you like, how are people, how do people treat you when you say no and when you're not available that much? Mm -hmm. How do people treat you or how do, how do you see people show up for themselves in a different way if you are not always there holding their hand? Yeah. And so you have to think about it like that, too, is, you know, are you doing people more of a disservice sometimes? Mm -hmm. I feel like you always got to step in. Sometimes we just got to lean back and be like, you know what? This is on you to figure out. Yeah. And let me see how you come through it. Yeah. People and see what they do. I find that people tend to devolve um, the less they have to do for themselves. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% they devolve. So, um, I, and also um, we have to stop um, like using, being kind and considerate. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's not unkind to say no. Right. Like it's not mean to say no. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we feel like, it it be, it becomes like no is like such a negative thing that it's like oh if I say no that means I'm being unkind mm -hmm. or if I say no that means I'm being inconsiderate and it's just like no you're just not doing something you just don't want to do mm -hmm. that's literally all it is yeah that's true that's literally all it is and that doesn't mean that you're being unkind to be unkind is to go up to somebody and slap the shit out of them for no reason like that's mean <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's not unkind to say, no, I'm not able to do that. I think that's fair. I feel like a lot of people will put themselves out just to, just to help someone else, else achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you got to put like, like how they tell you, like you put the mask on yourself first yes, before you put the mask on somebody else, because then you'll pass out trying to mm -hmm. put the mask on the other person and both of y'all done passed out. Like, no, yeah, like. Take care of yourself first because mm -hmm. you are a priority. It's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. So much. I would say the last thing that I want to say on this before we can end it is as much as we, um, and this is coming from somebody who, oh, I'm sorry. Last two things I want to say. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to say is when it comes to people pleasing, as much as like something can be, making us feel uh like uh, like negatively about about something like oh, mm -hmm. i feel so like responsible but i don't want to be like this or whatever it's like sometimes we don't realize that as much as we feel negative about it it has become part of our identity mm. so like like you you're a part of your identity is being a go-to person and being a dependable person and being yeah. whatever and it's like as much as it has burdened you there's also a certain air of like like, like I said, validation that comes along with like being somebody who can be dependable. Yeah. Right. And so with that, and I know this is something that I struggle with a lot. 
And I was like, man, if I take this away, if I take away like being able to be like the person that everybody can 100% depend on all the time, mm-hmm. then you're really left raw. And it's like you said, like building yourself back up. It's like you have to rebuild your identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times that's very scary because it's like I can just keep going with being this super person that everybody loves and so dependable. And then they would get up to my funeral and be like, she was so strong and dependable. And you know what I mean? I don't want to be surprised. And it's like, and, but at the same time, it's like, that becomes a part of your identity. And it's like, if I take away, if I stop doing all these things, Mm -hmm. then it's like, I almost like challenge, like, well, who am I if I'm not Mm. this dependable, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And so that was the hardest thing for me because I had known really no other way. Like Mm -hmm. I had all like, you know, for a very long time in my life. I was always like taking care of others and like looking mm-hmm. at or having to look out for others or having to be responsible for others, like whatever. And so when I really like took that away, I was like, oh my God, I don't know who I am without this. Yeah. And so it feels easier sometimes to go back and to be like, okay, let, let me reinsert myself inside somebody else's stuff. So then I can now take on this mantle of being dependable again. Yeah. And so at some point you're going to have to deal with, at some point you may have to do, I don't put my stuff on them. You may have to deal with that. Um, you may have to deal with that feeling of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like it passes. It's like I can't remember. Now we've done so many episodes. I can't remember. I talked about this just now. Yeah. Um, like it passes. Like you get to the end of the emotion at some point. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm not just that. Like mm-hmm. I'm also this other person. I'm also this. And um, and then you can rebuild your identity that way. Yeah. I said two things, but then I forgot what the second thing was going to be that fast. But anyway, yeah, I forgot what the second thing was. Sorry, y'all. You'll never like get that, that gym information or it may come and um, and yeah. I'll try to write it down for next episode. But <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I think that um, you you just get through it. Yeah, you get through it. I know how hard it can be because I, I feel like saying no growing up was like, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least the way that I was raised, I was like, there, I couldn't really say no. Yeah. So then I carried that into like other relationships mm-hmm. throughout my life until, you know, mm-hmm. at some point you just kind of grow and then you learn like, no, is not a bad word. It's not, it's a lovely word. And it, it's actually super helpful <laughs> like to you, you and your mental health mm-hmm. and your personal life and your finances and everything else. So say no more. <laughs> we said that before. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Go I feel like this is a good uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys have been, um, wait, do we have another segment? No. This is it. Oh, well, look at God. All right. Well, this has been a great episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have, um, stuck around this long, we really appreciate it. We want to thank you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, if you haven't, if you skip to this point, thank you still. I think it still helps. Um, So please like, share, and subscribe. (laughs) Hit that notification bell so you know whenever new content is being uploaded. If you are listening, hit that five-star review and comment. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, Also, we are on social media. So if you have Instagram, it's at What's Down Podcast. If you have TikTok, Mm -hmm. it is at What's Down Podcast underscore podcast we also have facebook which is the same as our instagram handle everything is in the beacon link below yes so (gasps) bye bye (laughs) good day i used to stick around definitely not for too long